Good day, everyone. I'm Vince Hawkins. And I'm Bill Molden. And this is the Vince and Bill podcast. Bill, coming to you, I am in Amy, Louisiana, my friend. Um, this is the first uh, doing our podcast. You're in St. Louis. I'm in Ain't Meat. Uh, if you don't know, I had to come down here for a family funeral. But, uh, you know, we believe we're gaining such great traction in our podcast. We didn't want to miss a week. And uh, we want to keep the heat on Miss Juanita and and, the, <laughs> and make sure that we do everything. I don't think she takes a week off. We're not taking a week off. That's right. That's and, right. If, if there's garage sales, Juanita is there. And uh, she's, right. she's, she's doing that podcast. And uh, so we're going for the Woodson Terrace uh, County area. You know, we're, we're trying to take over. Juanita, we do respect you. We admire your tenacity. But, uh, but yeah, bro, I, I so appreciate you taking the time and making this podcast happen. Um, because this actually would have been two weeks we would have had to put off because we didn't do one for Easter. That's uh, right. But, uh, but yeah, doing this one. And, uh, boy, I tell you, today, today uh, just the whole worship service was, uh, was really special. Um, it, it was very special coming off of Easter, man, which was a real high. Uh, we had a great time together today and I was able to watch uh, here, you know, via Zoom. We got a few different options. You can watch on Zoom. You could watch over YouTube or, of course, you can come to in person, which you have to register for. But if you weren't there, if you didn't hear the sermon, I want to encourage you to click on that link below and check out the podcast uh, check out the sermon rather that Bill preached. Sermon title: Power Grab. And uh, you did something with Simon the Sorcerer there in Acts chapter eight that, frankly, uh, I'd never heard done before. In fact, I don't know if how many sermons I've actually heard on Simon the Sorcerer, but uh, you did a phenomenal job of being able to just go in and see what is the real core issue here of Simon the Sorcerer and what he really is dealing with is. He, he wants power. He sees the apostles. He sees Philip. He sees the apostles. These are people of power and of influence. And of course, he is the man sort of on the block uh, at that time. He's amazing people with his great teaching. He's powerful. Everyone knows him. He's got a lot going for him. And then these new kids show up with all of this power and all of this influence and all of this authority. And, um, it's really cool because Simon the Sorcerer is really, it's a, he's a conflicting character. And I'm curious what you think about this, Bill, because he doesn't really seem to be a super arrogant guy in terms of that, hey, you know, you guys get out of my way. You're not allowed to say this is my territory. He's not that dude. You yeah. know I mean, um, but he seems to be really kind of uh, willing to let them do their thing. So to speak, not that he could have stopped it, but you know what I'm saying? He, yeah. he wasn't like the Pharisees and the teachers of the law to like it. You must shut up. Be silent. He's not that dude. Yeah. You know, and it, yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, we were, you know, here in a few weeks out, we're going to actually look at Paul confronting another sorcerer who is mm-hmm. the exact opposite of Simon, who mm-hmm. who is belligerent, who is setting himself as, as a competitive force against the uh, Paul and Barnabas. But what we see in Simon here is, is someone that is said to have believed and gotten baptized. Uh, mm. that there seem, and there does seem to be some repentance there of his, of his outward 
actions. Like, it's not like we see him continuing to do magic or to continuing to fool people. In fact, what we see him doing is doing what every good disciple does. He followed. He followed Philip around. He was amazed at what Philip was doing. You know, and then when Peter and John showed up and the power could get passed on, he he did. It's, his true nature started coming out. And I think yeah. and I think this speaks to our society today. I mean, uh, I, I don't know of any any kid that hasn't made a video with some sort of idea that maybe this thing could go viral. You know, that, that maybe this could be seen by someone else. I mean, our world is constantly being trained to seek to be some sort of an influence, which again, it's not necessarily bad, but it is a spirit of the age. And it's an old yeah. spirit. It's a spirit that existed in Simon. And then when Simon, Simon seems to actually be checking all the boxes of one of the great stories of the New Testament, but then yeah. Peter and John showed up. And then when he discovered I could possibly have this power, it's giving at the laying on of the apostles' hands. Then his, his sinful nature comes out, this idea of grabbing for power. And I think, I think what I was hoping to communicate is that this is not too different than any one of us, that we all have that tendency within us. Uh, one thing I didn't get a chance to share because I thought it would take too long to set up the story is that this was a lesson that I taught I, 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 I had to do for myself in Chicago because mm. I, I was in a position where I was the, at the greatest influence of the amount of people that I would ever be at, you know, that yeah. the, the amount of people that I could influence on a weekly basis. I, I had some clout. And yet in my heart, I felt like I wanted more, you know, like if there were wow. meetings happening, you know, and I wasn't a part of that meeting, I would kind of, there would be a part of me like, well, why didn't they invite me to come? <laughs> you know, uh, and if there was some, some assignment given or some need met, it's like, well, why didn't they ask me? You know, uh, and, and I had like this, this, this kind of never, never satisfied, even though, I, I was leading a large group of people. I, I was preaching to 400 every Sunday. You know, uh, I, I had more than I could handle. I still wanted more influence. And this was the lesson that came at that, you know, God really put on me as I was studying this out um, because I, I was so out of control. I remember one conversation I had with uh, A.T. Arneson you know, and, uh, and again, I was, I didn't know what I was doing and yet I wanted to do everything. And he, right. he said, you know, Bill, you remind me of someone, you remind me of Terrell Owens. You remember when he would stand on the sideline and, and yell, throw me the ball. He goes, yeah, you sound to me like that guy. And I was like, so God. convicted. Cause I was like, I am that guy. And I, and I was like, that's, that's that Simony spirit. That's wow, that spirit that's that, that is trying to grab for something that is not ours to grab for. We have power on our own that God has given us, and yet we never seem content. We always want to grab more instead of just focusing on pouring out what we have to pour out.
Well, and I thought that was really, you had a really a lot of great, I appreciate that story, but it's a great story. And I think this clearly was one of those messages where you had been ministered to and something that had cut you deeply uh, and that you were able to go to the Bible and find this story, Simon the Sorcerer, obviously make the connection between Terrell Owens. It's, it's you know, <laughs> no, it, if Terrell Owens, if you're out there listening, we're not calling you a sorcerer. Necessarily. No, no, but no, anyway, no. but the, but but I'm with you, you though. But on, that's really good. Yeah, in case Terrell, you're listening to our podcast. We're that's just right. thinking about that nature that demanded the ball. You had the goods to demand the ball. That's exactly I, right. That's, that's what right. I mean by that. I actually am a great fan. You played for Dallas. I loved you then. Uh, <laughs> Wait, if, if, well, if Terrell's listening, this would be great. But uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I think uh, but, but but you had a lot of great lines, and uh, one of the lines, uh, of course, one of the things you said was that we we do have power, and I really like that you you essentially share it with everyone. Everyone has power, and this is it is a great truth that everyone has power. And I'm reminded that, man, if you think you have no power, if you think you have no influence, that's actually just as dangerous. That's right. As just admitting that you have power, right? Because yeah. if you admit you don't have any power, then you can be careless, you can re be reckless, you can do whatever you wanna do. But I love that you reminded everyone, hey, we all have power, but what we do with that power that makes a huge difference. Of course, you went through the, the, the you know, just how people uh, were flocked by one of your great lines. You said, people will flock to anything that they think will give them power. Yeah. I love that line. Isn't, isn't it true that we will flock to whatever we think will give us power and will give us influence? Um, what if you want to share about that a little bit more? Yeah, it's uh, you know, and again, we we see it in in the spending trends of our of our of our culture, you know, yeah. uh, what we what we invest ourselves into, uh, you know, the fad diets, the magic pill, the 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 new equipment, the new technology, you know, we we will we will sacrifice greatly for anything that we think can give us power. Uh, that could help us in our influence. You know, we 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 see we see at a most basic level. It's like, well, I got to go to school. Well, why? I got to have power. And and again, there is a rightness to that. Yeah. But there's also a wrongness because it trains us to turn away from the living God, and turn to things that we can manufacture. And and not that that's. Not that we shouldn't use power or be able to take opportunities to to go after power. If you have the capability to go to school, go to school. You know, if you have the yeah. capability to get a promotion, get a promotion. You know, right. but it's it's for who, it's for who yeah. you do it for. That really is what this lesson is all about. Because if we yeah. were to, if we were to put ourselves in position of great influence so that we can bring God glory, then God will glorify himself. But if we put, if we put ourselves in influence so that we could try to control something or coerce something or gain something for ourselves, then we are just as worldly as anyone else. We, we stand in the long line of Simons 
who, who thought, who thought they could buy a gift, you know, who thought they could, they can, they could kind of coerce something that can only be given uh, and use it for their own good. Yeah. Well, I really love too. That was I love how you brought you know, how you you brought Peter into the, I'm sorry, Philip into the narrative and Peter as well, of course, but you brought Philip into the narrative and you say here Philip comes along and he's not trying to take control. Philip's not trying to be in power. And you said this, you said he's only preaching the word. And uh what a what a great subtle little jab there, right? For me personally, I'm just going, bro, you're not in control of it because you have the title of whatever, mm -hmm. pastor, elder, teacher, leader, lead evangelist, whatever it may be. If, if God is not sure, God has shown me anything in the past years that, hey, you know, you, you know, you're not in control, right? I mean, I've, <laughs> I was telling my group today that I've never spent more time going, I don't know what we're going to do next. I don't know where we're meeting. I don't know how many you can meet next. I have no idea, right? But here's Philip, just totally someone, and Philip, you see this in Philip, right? We're gonna see this next week. Just That's totally right. caught up by the spirit. What do you want me to go to next, spirit? Where do you want me to go next? Okay, you want me to disappear? You want me to show up and, uh, you know, as Zados, you know? But he is just totally controlled by the spirit, just preaching the word. How about that? How about if, right? If we are so consumed with power, but if we just, rest in the peace of just sharing his word. I yep. thought it was a very, it was, it was one of those very convicting moments for me personally during the message. Um, thank you for that. Yeah. And, you know, and again, that was one of those that really drilled me when I studied this out. Um, you know, when God kind of really confronted me with this is that Philip is the great antithesis to the whole struggle. Yeah, you know, because he, you know, he didn't necessarily want to go to Samaria. He just, <laughs> right. he just, he just got there. And while he yeah. was there, he, he said, well, I wonder if they'll believe. And he starts telling them the good news and they start believing. And, you know, and then as people brought needs to Philip, he prayed and those things were healed. And, you know, and the preaching of the gospel is, is being, is being proclaimed. There's a new King, you know, the, you know, you may have heard him from the Samaritan woman. There's, there's a, God wants your worshipers of truth and spirit. Here's truth. Here's spirit. You know, all of those things are taking place. He's just, he's so caught up in just doing the ministry of Jesus that I don't even know that he acknowledged Simon was on his hip pocket. Yeah, that's a good point. He he's just it it's Simon followed Philip, not Philip called yeah. Simon. You know, Philip's yeah, just doing point. his thing. Simon is just like, whoa, I've never seen something so pure. Um yeah. and uh and so I love I love him because he is such a great example and will stay a great example, you know, even even later in the book of Acts. Well, that was one of the cool things you did next is that you really talked about Simon and you and you really let us, uh, you, you, you know, you let us, uh, you know, we joined Simon on the journey because you said, Simon, you know, you're quoting Simon, I'd give anything to have that power. Yeah. And uh, but here's what you really did. Then you flipped it. You said, you know, brothers and sisters, 
we've all been given something within us that is more powerful than anything this world has to offer. And the Simons of the world are looking at us and going, I'd give anything to have that power. Mm. I'd give anything to have that thing that you have. And we often don't realize just the impact or the power of the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, goodness, the self-control that God's given us. I mean, that's, that's given us a lot of power. He put power inside of us, but not in a way that the Simons of the world want to wield that power or the way that they see it or view it. And we, I love that you, you really did. You empowered us to really see ourselves for more than um, just, you know, we're not just these people walking around. Oh, I've got this going on. I'm just another person going through the pandemic. No, you're, we are so much, we're not better. We're like the Phillips. Okay, we're not trying to take control or show off or be anything big, but man, we we still can't preach the word in the midst of all that is going on. And so, I love that you empowered us there uh, at that point as well. Amen, amen. Well, and you know, and my hope is that that as we really do wrestle with this uh, this understanding, this drive within us is that this this type of lesson this kind of the holding up of the mirror so to speak and you kind of yeah oh, i kind of see myself um you know it, it really is meant to really uh, allow ourselves to be set free uh from from the tyranny of kind of you don't have enough you don't have enough you need more you need this you need that because we will never find it we will never find that thing that we kind of go, now I've done it. Now I've got it. We will never find it. And, and mostly because we already have it if we belong to Christ. And I think that that's the thing that we tend to lose. And I think that's why Peter's rebuke of Simon is so important right. for us to hear. Because it's, yeah. it's one that Peter himself endured. You know, it's one that Peter was now giving out of a almost kind of a frantic heart. Like, Simon, you don't get it. You are treading on unholy ground. Put your shoes back on. You know, kind of get get away from this mindset. This is a killer. And uh, and so my hope is that once we're able to see it in ourselves, then we'll be able to release it from ourselves. And then God will obviously redeem it. Yeah, that's interesting that Peter, <laughs> I love how you shared about Peter. Imagine Peter, hey, hey, Simon, did I ever tell you about the time my name was Simon? Let me tell you a story. <laughs> oh, man, that would have been awesome. I, I should have shared it like that. I was, I was Simon. I was Simon too much. <laughs> and that did not end well. So let me just kind of share a story with you. You don't want to go there. But, uh, <laughs> but, I, but, I, but I love, I tell you, I love how you ended it. Love how you ended the sermon. You went to Jesus, you went to the story that humbles us all, and you talked about, you know, just just the incredible uh, work that John does to tell us that Jesus had all of this power, and he gets up, and he, all the details of taking off the robe, the garment of rabbi, the garment of Lord, however you might view him, and he wraps you know, a linen around his waist and he becomes in that moment this yet the most powerful in the world, right? But 
Yeah. A servant. And uh, and then lays the 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 the, the and, and essentially says, you know, the greatest among you is the servant. I mean he flips the whole thing upside down, which is really what Acts is doing. God is flipping the story upside down, which is obviously what Jesus does, which is what the Spirit does. But I just, I was really, I felt so proud at the end of your sermon today. I mean this in the best way. Like as you, as you kind of, uh, how do I put this? As you, as you, as you model taking off the garment pride and all of this greatness and yet becoming a servant it was it was a very proud moment uh for me uh as as a disciple of jesus it's a proud moment for me as a as your partner in the gospel it's a proud moment for me for our congregation to be able to hear that message today it was just an exciting moment for me and i just thought what this i felt like it so good for us to be here, you know. Yeah. What I mean, to be able to experience this, to to have this share with us in this way, in this very real and powerful way, and and uh, just bringing it home with Jesus, and of course, ending with, you know, the, you know, uh, what will you do with the power you have? How will you use the power that you have? First of all, we've got to be willing. We we can't accept the lie that we don't have any problems. Because right. that lie makes us reckless. It, it actually, it, it actually, by saying I have no power, it, it actually gives me a license to sin in ways that, you know, that are really damaging and harmful. But so we have to admit we have the power. Even the story you shared about the young people, you know, being able to just encourage one another. We have the power to encourage one another like you did today. But I love that you ended with that great question of what will you do with the power Amen. considering that the most powerful to ever walk the planet, how he handled his power. Anyway, um, I'll give you closing words. I thought you were masterful today, and I was just so proud of you, brother. But I'll give you the well, last words. Well, so. thanks, man. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, the, the Gospels were given to us to answer the question, what does that look like? You know, because I think we always... We, we hear so much great information and we do this all the time in sermons. There are certain truths you kind of go, I know that's true, but what does it look like? And this is one of those moments where Jesus could not make it any clearer. This is what it looks like. This is what I've been teaching you the whole time. And yeah. the fact that, uh, you know, John tells the story the way that he does, I mean, you know, it just, it kind of just pills whatever defenses, right? As Jesus takes off those robes, you just start to go, man, who am I? Why would he do that for me? And of course, you know, one extra point to that, he did more than just take off his rabbinic robes. He yeah. took off his robes of glory. You know, he, he, he took off the crown of majesty and he came down on our behalf. And then put a towel around. I mean, you know, it's just, wow. it's so, yeah, it's just so important that we actually see what this looks like. And again, it, uh, you know, what if we, if every disciple took that into his business meeting on Monday, yeah, you know, whatever, hey, I'm the most important person in this business meeting. What if you leverage that for the, for the benefit of everyone else in the room? It would change everything. 
you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a teacher. What if I leverage my role as a teacher? I'm the most important person in this room. And I leverage that for the benefit of all my students. It would change everything, you know? Uh, and I think, I think if we brought that into our marriages, we brought that into our parenting, we brought that into, into our time alone in front of a computer. Like yeah. I now have power. I have decisions that I'm making. What will I do? How will I, how will I give? How will I serve? What will, you know, if we just had that mindset, like I'm going to take off the things that are me and I'm going to take on what people need and it would just change everything. And so I'm, I'm so grateful for, for Jesus's example. So grateful for you, brother. I think, uh, you know, uh, this, this really just kind of work out because, you know, once we had that talk and, you know, and I was like, bro, let me take it. I didn't realize how much I had on my heart anyway. So for me, this was kind of, kind of there, you know, it was like God, the spirit just kind of go, Bill, you got a lot to say about this. And oh. so I love that it worked out, but also bro, just super proud of you for, for making the sacrifice to go down and be with your family. Yeah. I, I think honestly, this sermon will be forgotten. But I think as people start to understand the story of what you've done, your example in this case, where you had a good excuse not to go. But then as you rethought about the relationship dynamics with your family and you thought, you know what, to them, what I'm doing here doesn't that doesn't compute. I need to be there for them. I think that's the example. That's that's some that is the equivalent of taking off the role of church leader and, and making yourself a servant to your family, that's always going to make us a little bit more like Jesus. And so, bro, I'd follow that any day. And uh, I'm grateful to be here with you, man. Uh, Same here, brother. Same here. Same here. Well, it is, uh, uh, I'm grateful to be with my family. I'm grateful for my family back there. I am grateful that I joined the service today. I had to drive a selling you haven't listened on a podcast my dad lives in a little town called mount Pelia, louisiana i had to drive 15 miles to get internet service because my dad <laughs> well he doesn't need internet service he's got his dish cable television but he doesn't need internet anyway it's great i'm at pj's coffee here in amy louisiana get a chance to stop by uh they'd appreciate it and they probably want me out of here yeah, they're like, uh, we closed at uh, at noon. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, brother, thank you for the message. Power grab. Uh, make sure you check it out. Anyway, I'm Vince Hawkins. And I'm Bill Molden. And I want to thank you for joining us. Till next time. Good day, everybody. Good day.